Silver, a show about sports, art, and the creative space they share. My name is Abigail Smithson, and as always, I am your host. Today's guest is Dwayne Mansfield. Dwayne is an art director based in Seattle, Washington, and he recently started his own brand and company called Hoops and Horticulture, where he makes hanging planters out of basketballs, both new and used. As a fan of the game, this is a way for Dwayne to combine two of his favorite things, plants and basketball, and the results are beautiful, slick additions to many and any homes. We get into the backstory of the hoops and horticulture idea, the possibility of a vegan basketball, and some NBA bubble talk, but we did record this when the playoffs had not yet started, so please keep that in mind. Thank you so much to Dwayne for coming on the pod, and I really hope you all enjoy this episode. Please take care and stay safe. So I'm so glad that you were interested in coming on the podcast to begin with. And I'm so interested in the Hoops and Horticulture project. And I think that we could just start out by you sort of explaining a little bit with your background uh, in basketball and, and how this how this work kind of evolved. Yeah, sure. That sounds great. Yeah, so uh, I guess I can start with, you know, my interest in basketball uh, kind of just been something that was always there since I was a kid. Um, I was always really into sports in general um, with basketball at that time being my, you know, favorite sport. And uh, at the time, I think when I really got into it, I was probably in first or second grade living in Germany. And um, I just remember, you know, a lot of my friends as well in school were just really into the whole basketball scene. And we were, super excited to run outside and play whenever we got the chance and uh yeah it just was really something that you know just a good uh good way to get outdoors and um hang out with some friends i also played you know some some soccer and other sports at the time but basketball was definitely my favorite and then uh fast forward to let's say probably like early middle school i started you know getting the sad realization that wasn't the tallest guy. I wasn't actually the best at basketball. <laughs> the universal realization, except for like I don't know, four hundred people. <laughs> right, right. And it's kind of it's kind of ironic and funny because as soon as I was realizing this, you know, that I wasn't so great at basketball and you know couldn't really take it to that next level, I was like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. This is just going to be something that I I just do for fun, and um, I started getting really into playing into playing soccer, and a year went by and I hit a growth spurt and ended up, you know, getting much taller than I was before. But at mm-hmm. that point I was, you know, all in playing soccer. Your soccer muscles had been uh, worked out way more than your exactly. basketball muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to stick with this and uh, admire basketball from afar. And so that's kind of, kind of what I did from then on. I, I play here and there, but you know, it's funny. I, I'll go play a pickup game with some friends and we're all, about the same skill level and so it it just works out but you know definitely nothing I'd be competing in um but yeah I I, um used to go to a lot of of of, uh Sonics games when I first moved to Seattle with my uncle and uh those were kind of looking back those are some of my most cherished cherished memories moving out here sure is uh, you know heading to the key arena 
I remember we had these puffy green Sonics jackets and we just had the best time every, every chance we'd, we'd go. And so, uh, yeah, so basketball was, as I mentioned, something I'd always admired on, uh, you know, on TV and respected the game. Um, yeah. And so how did, uh, you know, you go from just being kind of a watching basketball? I mean, you said you play a little bit, but just mostly just being a fan to uh, the Hoops and Horticulture project where you're using basketballs to make planters for different types of plants. Um, I'm just, and, and I think when we spoke before, you had mentioned that you'd had other ideas about maybe working with basketballs in a creative way before. Um, yeah. I'm just, I'm wondering how that sort of, how the basketball inspired you in some way to kind of do something with it that was non-traditional. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, um, I guess switching the gears to, to kind of getting into plants, um, that's something that my mom actually was always huge into. And she's always, I think her, her house is a jungle right now. It's covered in plants, um, but it's always kind of been that way and something that I was always around, but never really, you know, gave it too much thought, um, until I got my own place. And then I was like, you know, I need something that, that really makes this place feel like a home. And, I started getting, you know, a few little small plants, nothing to brag about. It just, you know, a little easy to take care of plant here and there. And, um, and then I started realizing, you know, there's something that almost felt like home to me just because I, you know, always had them around when I was growing up and, um, they really add a whole different element to, to a house. And so I started, you know, getting more and more and getting fascinated by them and learning more. And, uh, so yeah, for for quite a while now, something I've always uh, loved, as well as basketball, and uh, you know, when this whole quarantine hit, that just like sped up my love for plants. I guess you could say, mm-hmm. um, I, I I went from having, you know, enough plants that I could count them on my on one hand, to I, I must be around like forty now. Wow. Um, yeah. So every chance I can sneak one in past my wife. Um, <laughs> There's another one with the to the collection, but uh, yeah. So those those were always two things that always you know brought me a lot of joy, and um, both really I guess both really have always represented something to me. Um, as I mentioned, you know, one was kind of home, and I've always kind of seen both as as ways to look at growth as well. You know, with the plants, it's pretty that's pretty straightforward. With basketball. Um, I always kind of saw it as something I wanted to, you know, train at and get better at. Um, so yeah, there, there's, I guess, a bit of double meaning to both of those. And uh, so recently I'd say, I want to say two years ago, I had seen, um, I think it was in an art exhibit, but I saw a bunch of stuff around um, basketball and uh, I had seen one that was very similar to, to a basketball planter. It was, you know, a setup of some flattened basketballs and some plants and stuff. And I was just like, wow, this is, this is awesome. This is two things I've always had around me. And um, so I actually started searching into, you know, basketball plant decor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, like, it's very niche, scoured... niche market. <laughs> exactly. It's very niche. And so I like scoured the internet looking for stuff. And, um, you know, to no surprise, there wasn't a whole lot. And so I started thinking of, uh, you know, how I could mesh those two together. and um, 
yeah, basketball and plants. I mean, this uh, the the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, how could I, you know, get a plant in a basketball, or how could I make this a planter or a pot or something like that? Because um, I had some old flat basketball sitting around, and um, it kind of made the most sense, most practical sense to me. And so, um, yeah, kind of again when the quarantine was starting, I was I guess looking for ways to keep busy, and uh, so I started trying to get one of these put together finally. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, took, it definitely took, you know, some trial and error. Um, I had a few that were almost disastrous and just scraps of basketball and plants all over the place. Um, but I, you know, got to something I was really happy with. And uh, I ended up sharing it on on Instagram on my personal account. And I got some some immediate messages that were just like, oh, this is super cool. Um, and then I started getting some that were like, you know, friends of mine asking if I could make them one. And so I was like, yeah, this was a blast to make. Um, I'd love to share it with people. And so I started making, you know, two, three. And then, uh, you know, the messages, I guess, kept coming in. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, this is something that maybe there's interest in. Because I remembered, you know, scouring the web looking for stuff. And so I was like, you know, maybe I can turn this into to a bit of a brand and uh, look for ways to take it even further. And that's kind of what what launched this whole thing. Wow. And so, I mean, you're, you now have a Etsy store where you're selling to people besides just your friend group that, you know, you're selling to people that you don't know who are just finding you or hearing about yeah. you through other people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, that's, it was kind of funny how that came about because, you know, obviously with friends, it was just a really unofficial, like I'll swing by and, and drop it off kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then when I created the Etsy, I was like, so excited that I guess I forgot to think about, you know, some of the logistics behind it. Like, how do you ship this? Um, right. <laughs> and so I think my first order was um, heading out to Chicago and I just went to I think it was Staples and I picked up, you know, the best size box at the time I thought was the best size box. Um, went home, you know, put the planter in there. It was, there was so much space around it and it was, um, funny because I just like taped it up as best I could took it to the post office and um then I started realizing okay there's a big shipping cost that comes to this and this is you know a little more complex than I thought you know shipping right. these out to people I don't want them to show up destroyed or you know um I want this to be something that's presentable and so um I started you know looking into the best size boxes ended up ordering a bunch um started thinking about the different types of basketballs that I'd be working with um and yeah from there I just you know I was super excited to to learn more and the best way I could do it uh, I think I was telling you last time we chatted but I've always worked in in branding and so luckily that was something that that helped me out I was able to to look into logos into you know like thank you cards into packaging kind of stuff um different ways to photograph the products um so yeah it's it's been a lot of fun so great and I think in my head when I imagine you doing this you're like in your kitchen with a steak knife or something cutting a basketball in half (laughs) that's not too far off from how it started (laughs) so Um, when you talk about uh them being you know the first couple that you tried uh, the basketballs kind of being in scraps at the end I'm just wondering what what are the tools to take apart a basketball besides letting all the air out yeah. So, I mean, you probably have it spot on. That's that's probably what it looked like me in my kitchen with 
with a steak knife. Um, and I, I'm still obviously still learning on the best tools and, you know, the best ways to, to streamline all of this. Uh, when I started, I, I had, you know, I think a really rough old box cutter. Um, I had uh, a mallet, like a rubber mallet. Uh, I think I had like a cinder block that I, <laughs> that I was punching these grommets in there on. And uh, so I'd be making trips, you know, to Lowe's trying to figure out, you know, the best ways to to do this and to have um, a unique spin on it. And uh, fast forward to now, you know, I've been able to to streamline that a bit. I've got this, you know, I'm not sure the actual term for it, but it's like a, a grommet press. Mm-hmm. And that really sped up the process. I'm able to use that to punch out, you know, the holes and to to get the grommets in there really nicely. And then I've got a lot of different types of, of string and rope that I, I use to, to hang them up and um, upgraded to a much nicer version of a box cutter, luckily. And sure. so um, definitely upgraded the tools and, and figured out how to, how to make it easy on myself and make these look a little nicer. Right. Yeah, no, I'm glad I'm glad you've got, you know, everything's intact still. All your fingers, yeah. you know. For the, mo- for the most part, yeah. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I noticed uh, was that you, you have basketballs that have different sort of uh, patterns, prints on them. You, you were selling one that is sort right. of a, a globe, um, which I had never seen before. And uh, you have some floral print ones and things like that. And just so that was part of the process was also realizing, like, if you were going to sell them to kind of think a little bit about other uh, or basketballs that can be visually appealing besides the original. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I personally, when I started was just doing, um, you know, traditional Spalding and the traditional like NCAA Wilson's and stuff like that. And, um, and it always was, you know, a very artsy kind of thing for me. And so I started thinking, you know, there's so many great artists out there who are designing basketballs, you know, for whether that be for Spalding, for Nike, for uh, I've done a few Chinatown markets. Um, you know, there's a lot of great art already being done that I really wanted to be able to showcase as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I started doing again, scouring the web, looking at all these cool basketballs that are already out there. I've got, you know, a bunch of mini versions. I've got um, there's a brand called Chance that does some really great stuff and um, some really great artists that work with them. So again, just always you know, trying to look out there and see what's, what's being done and what's very unique, what has a lot of colors, what might resonate with different people, um, what might have really cool meanings. And, um, that's kind of a, a key point that I've been trying to focus on as well as having some really nice variety, not just for, you know, different, different preferences, but just to, again, showcase some of that cool stuff that's already being done. And I think I mentioned too, that I want to look into even designing some myself eventually. Right, which is such a cool, um, you know, that that could also be an aspect of this that you get to kind of decorate your own basketball or have your yeah. own basketball sort of brand potentially. Yeah, um, exactly. And what about used basketballs? How often is that coming up that people are asking they might have a basketball that they want to be turned into a planter? Yeah, so when I when I first started, I think the first one I did that I, I have hanging on my balcony um, is a pretty old basketball that I just, you know, had around that I wasn't using too much because it, I think it had a hole in it and it was kind of flat. 
Um, so it was a great way to, you know, repurpose that into something that, that went with the brand and, mm-hmm. you know, that was all about the brand. And, um, then, you know, I started thinking, you know, not everyone's going to want, um, you know, a used basketball per se, they might want something new. Um, but I do, I have done a few repurposed where people will just mail in a basketball that they've, you know, had for a while and they really, you know, cherish. Um, I had one person who was actually about to mail me one that I guess he's had for like, I think like 20 years or so. And it's, you know, just a really old ball that has like no tread on it. Um, but again, has that meaning to him. And so being able to to turn that into something that he can have up forever, you know, is, is a pretty cool idea in my opinion. And so I always do offer, you know, if someone has a, a basketball that they want to send my way, um, I'm happy to, to get it turned into a planter. Yeah. At less, at less, less work for you. Or I mean, as far as like, you don't have to then buy the same buy basketball. Yourself, right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And it's cool. Cause it, you know, again, is unique um, to them specifically and just something that has a bit more meaning. Right. And it's recycling. I mean, it's finding sort yeah. of a use for something that maybe has outlived its use, but still has a lot of value to a person finding a way to kind of keep it out of the dump, just getting thrown away, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I have a, I have a friend, it's funny that constantly is sending me pictures of, uh, he'll go thrifting and he'll find some basketballs and he's always trying to pick some up and, and have set aside for him. And he's like, Oh, this is super cool. Um, you should look into this one or this shop. Um, so it's definitely cool. Yeah, that's so awesome because I think that in some ways I, I do find the used basketballs to be more compelling to me than the new ones because I know that mm-hmm. the used ones have some kind of story to them. Even if I wasn't there for the story, there's still yeah. sort of information there. Um, whereas with the new one, it's kind of you, you don't get that same sort of uh, history. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, cool sure. that that your friends kind of stockpiling just uh, random used basketballs. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And what about, so my other question just about the, the making of them is, do you just have a bunch of, I mean, the way that they appear is that you're, you're really using just half of the basketball. And so I'm wondering where the other half is, or maybe you're using both yeah. halves and I don't know. Yeah. So what I typically do when creating these is I take, you know, the pot that, that sits inside or that's going to become the rim of the pot of the planter. And I trace around that on top and then um, trim that out. So it's this small piece on top that um, that gets cut off. Mm-hmm. And from the beginning, um, it's funny, I, I never wanted to throw them away because I was like, you know, there has to be right. something that I can do with these. Um, it has <laughs> yeah. to be some way to tie back into all this. And um, so I have now a box, this huge box in my balcony full of like all these different colors of the tops of these basketballs. And I've yet to figure out what I want to do with them, but my wife's had a bunch of ideas where she's like, Oh, we should like either melt these down and create these cool, like color things or keychains." Um, so we've been brainstorming on what to do with those, but we're definitely, uh, hanging on to those. Even the, even the little punches that come out for the grommets, I've been holding on to those just because, you know, it feels like such a waste to throw those away. And I'm like, there's something that's going to be created with these. So coming soon. <laughs> yeah. I love that because I think, you know, when you do start thinking about like reusing or repurposing something, it's hard to then get rid of any of it. You know, you kind of, once, yeah. you, once you have that mindset, you kind of want to hang on to all these different parts because something can come of it that, that is like the next phase of, of this work. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, even if it becomes, you know, whether they become something like keychain or something like that, 
or if it's just like some cool thing that I can include along with the planters for the the person who buys it. Um, there's going to be some way that I can, you know, spin those and not just, just toss them in the garbage. Totally. No, I think that's, that's a cool, I really actually want, I want to see a picture of all of them in a, in a box together. That sounds kind of beautiful. Yeah. I'm just picturing all these different, these different colors and, and um, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely adding up. Right. So I think my other question was just this idea um, of growth and growth through basketball and growth through the plants and how those two uh, are connected because it seems like such a strong sort of bridge there. And I, but I, and I also just think that because many basketballs, I don't know, I mean, I know the basketballs that are used for professional basketball and I, and college basketball, uh, are have are made out of leather Mm -hmm. and so also the fact that there is like some death in these in the basketballs that that i'm not sure if there are in the ones that you're using but maybe in some of Mm -hmm. them so like how that kind of plays into i mean that just like adds to sort of like the life cycle in in some ways um because uh yeah i mean that's just something i've been thinking a lot about lately with uh with basketball too is that uh, as natural as the game feels, uh, as, as sort of, um, I don't know, organic as it feels like I always remember that the basketball is, is made out of an animal. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I remember you mentioning that, um, the last time we spoke and how, you know, you were curious to see if there was some kind of vegan basketball out there. And I, I started doing some digging. I didn't see too much. Um, and so again, with, you know, with me eventually trying to, find you know a manufacturer and design some myself that's definitely something that i'd be you know interested in and learning more about and you know if if anyone has you know gone down that path where they're looking to find like an alternative to to basketballs i think that'd be super cool yeah i'm so curious about it too because it, it's only recently that i had um started thinking about it and it was because of another artist that was on the podcast and uh i was just yeah just like wondering how how that could be how that could play a role in in basketballs in the future um yeah but i, I mean i am assuming they have some reason for making the right. basketballs you, the way they do right uh, i would i would assume that there's you know they've had to have you know gone down the path of, of something right. um especially in today's times you know i think that it's surprising that they haven't explored that a little bit more well in footballs as well um i know i think are also I mean, pigskin, as as a as a name for that. And I'm one. I don't know about like baseballs or 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 soccer balls or you know what's inside. Actually, I mean, our this whole sort of uh, finding your work has just made me want to take apart a basketball myself. Which I mean, I of course was immediately thinking about the steak knife, and then I'm like, I don't really want to get into that necessarily. Yeah, I I wouldn't recommend the steak knife. Sure, but just kind of like. sort of like seeing what's actually going on inside there. I have this amazing um, basketball that I I brought back. So I was in Lithuania uh, in the fall uh, in the the village where the woman who who organized the first games of women's basketball, she was from this village in Lithuania. Um, she, I mean, she, she was born in like 1868, so it's been a while, but I was able to get this like old basketball from, oh, wow. I, I made a trade. So I gave, we gave this kid this new basketball and he gave us his old basketball, this kid from, from the village. And, uh, it's just, it's all, Super it's cool. fuzzy. Like all the skin is gone. It's just fuzz on the inside. It's like the guts of the basketball. Oh, um, wow. and so that's the one I've been thinking about maybe 
eventually like sending your way perhaps because it it has to I mean it's it's about like the beginnings of women's basketball um, at least to me and it has it has some power there yeah definitely yeah and I yeah I mean I carried it all the way back from there I used it as a pillow on an airplane like we go in this this basketball is now very much uh you know it's a it's a part of my life of course yeah yeah that's super cool and uh yeah, if you ever want to get that into a planner, just let me know. Yeah, well, I, I really want one, so I'm, I'm, I'm always about it. I'm always really like nervous when I when I do one <laughs> that has so much meaning, so much history, just because I'm like, well, first off, you know, are you sure you want me to cut a hole into this thing? Right. Um, but then you know, I started looking onto the the flip side of that, where it's like you're almost preserving it into something that's um, a piece of art that's gonna, you know, can hang in someone's home. And uh, again, like we were talking about, combined with a plant can also represent almost like a rebirth uh, or growth in a way. Yeah. And I think that you're just adding to, I mean, let's say it gets messed up or something like that. It's just this, it was, I mean, for a lot of youth basketballs, they're already not functioning necessarily. So this right. idea of, I mean, even if it's not, uh, if if it's not the most perfect execution, it's still like adding to that basketball sort of story. Yeah, exactly. I agree. So what else is besides maybe I mean that this is no small thing, but besides working on um, potentially like making your own prints for basketball, what else? How how like far do you want to carry this this work forward since it just started? And like, what do you kind of envision for it? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So again, when I started, it was just kind of you know I really wanted one of these myself. And then when I started realizing that there was the interest, I got super excited and was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, again, with my, the background in design and um, art direction, I was like, I'm going to make this into a brand and something that I can, you know, make very distinct. And so, you know, branching out into like, you know, some new ventures for, for this brand is something I've been thinking about a lot. Um, I also, it, it's, it's kind of cool, but in, you know, this whole quarantine, I've been seeing you know, the creativity that's just like flourishing all over the, you know, all over the world and all over the U.S. and all these new small businesses that are popping up and all these super cool ideas. And uh, with that, I've actually been seeing a lot of basketball planters pop up. And so I, I've definitely been giving a lot of thought to what I can do to, to, you know, not just stand out, but take this even further. And so I'm definitely, you know, I've got some some plant some hoops and horticulture stickers coming um, potentially, you know, like some socks and some basketball shorts um, just looking for different ways. I can, can multiply this across, you know, some different things, but also before I, you know, really dive into those things, I want to figure out how they can also have a little bit of meaning or impact and not just be, you know, adding a ton of merchandise to, to my Etsy. Sure. I think that's great. And I like the idea of, um, I mean, I love the idea of the planters, but I also like the idea of like what the planters mean and what basketball and plants mean together, just as a yeah. that as the brand, rather than it in in a way that 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 idea can can be uh, can live in different sort of iterations rather than the actual planter. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I've again had a yeah, I've had you know some people reach out asking if I had you know t-shirts or if I had you know this and that and. I think it, you know, it would be really cool to get all those things. But again, I want, 
I really want to make sure with this brand that I, I take my time and, and every, you know, product that I bring out has something behind it. Um, I think we talked about this last time too, but with uh, the planters, I also from, you know, an early stage wanted to be able to use these to give back um, starting with my local community. And so I, I started this thing where every five planters that I would sell, um, I would donate a ball to, you know, a local community center. And so I, it's funny because now, you know, with the, the whole COVID situation, I have all these basketballs that are just sitting in my, <laughs> my laundry room. Um, but I've been, I've been in talks with a few people from, uh, you know, Seattle community centers and they're helping me identify, you know, different centers or youth programs that just really don't have funds for new basketballs or, you know, just could use some extra ones for different programs. And so that's also been a really big part in, in why I've been wanting to, you know, make this into something a little bit bigger. Yeah, I think that's so great. And you never know what, I mean, I know that schools and rec centers and places like that often have really old, worn out basketballs too, um, that that are beyond, uh, you know, so the, the idea of like, kind of like trading as well, or, you know, just like what, um, you know, once they have new basketballs, they might not need the ones that are not in as, as good of condition. Um, yeah, that's a great so idea. Yeah, I, I, I think that there's just so much, there's so much potential there. And I, th- I think that you're right that during this time, um, it is so important to think about, you know, what, what, what you are adding to the conversation and why you're adding it and sort of what, exactly. what benefit it brings beyond just the merchandise, even if the merchandise is so cool. <laughs> I mean, that, right. that, that itself is like a really valuable contribution, but also just what, at the end of the day, like, does it go beyond that? And, and when, when we're talking about these ideas of, you know, the, like the life cycle and growth and things like that, it's just, how can you tie, how can you tie that, that into the, that experience of, of, of sort of like buying something from you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's definitely not about, you know, just putting more stuff out there and more, you know, shirts that might sit in somebody's closet or things like that. I want to, again, figure out some, some way I can take it a little bit further. And so, um, will probably take me a little bit longer, but you know, eventually I'll, I'll start bringing some new stuff to, uh, to the shop. That's great. Um, so I am also curious, just, uh, knowing that you're a basketball fan, I'm a basketball fan. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on, uh, the bubble and what your, what any sort of predictions or thoughts you might have about the playoffs. Oh, I've been, I've been loving having basketball back. Um, especially being, you know, stuck in the house, um, I'll be, you know, usually working uh, and have have games on in the background like the whole entire day. I actually have the the Blazers game on in the background right now. I'm rooting uh. for the Nets because I'm rooting for the Suns. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> I'm right. rooting for the Suns to get to play in the playing game. Oh, that's um, right. Because you know the Grizzlies won today, and but yep. I also, I mean, I want the Blazers in the playoffs, and I yeah. want the Suns in the playoffs. It's but it's, you know, it's funny because I. Uh, I think we talked a bit about this, but I, I've kind of been back and forth between like, you know, Blazers fan and a Pelicans fan. And so, you know, with the sad news that the Pelicans aren't getting through, um, I've been rooting for the Blazers. They have, you know, great team right now. They got, you know, Nurk back, Dame. I love Dame, always have. Um, Gary Trent Jr., their team is just, you know, looking really good. So kind of pushing for them to get as far as they can. Yes, and I, I do support that. I just... I I think going into this, I did not 
I did not. I had no idea that the Suns were going to go undefeated in the bubble or you know win more games yeah. than anyone else. Yeah. So I just don't want their momentum cut short. Yeah, um, it's, it's funny. So I, unexpected. I, don't, I don't remember who the commentator was, but uh, it was actually this morning. He was talking about how he thinks that the Suns should just should should just lose and go home because then they have you know this undefeated streak that's going to carry into the next season and i was sitting there thinking like that's i'm i'm certain that's the last thing any of those guys especially like you know devin booker and all of them i'm sure that's the last thing they're thinking um, right he's like the biggest nets fan push. right now <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i was um i was thinking that it might be nice for them to get just like a little bubble championship trophy or something like yeah. but i understand that that's really um it's that means nothing in the grand scheme of things. It's just been fun right. to see. I mean, actually, I didn't get to watch them until today because they haven't been on national TV until today. Um, okay. Which, you know, I think speaks to what was expected of them in the bubble. Yeah. Um, but it's been, it's been some, it's just been so fun seeing like one team after another that you, that you would think that they would go down to and just like they keep, uh, yeah. you know, just like not knocking people out of the way. Exactly. I, I've always loved, you know, the underdog story. And so, yeah, they've definitely been, been fun to keep an eye on. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think, oh, um, oh I, I definitely think either way, you know, if they, if they, you know, keep going or if they don't get further, like they're still going to have, you know, this great success and, and definitely, you know, some built chemistry that'll carry over. So either way, I think it'll be good. Absolutely. And I think that momentum is also really on the side of the Blazers right now. And I appreciate that. And I want that to, I want them to, uh, I want them to give the Lakers if they, if they get into, not to totally dismiss the Grizzlies right now, which I sort of am, but if the Blazers get into the playoffs, like, I think that could be a really great first round matchup in the West that, that we probably haven't seen something like that uh, in the past couple of years for one eight seeds. So yeah. I, I could really, um, I'd be really excited about that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's always that, the talent of the, you know, the big teams like the Lakers and the Bucks and, and um, yeah, I think with the, you know, the Warriors not being, being one of those spots right now and um, all this momentum, I'm definitely rooting for the Blazers to, to take it all the way. This episode of Dear Adam Silver is brought to you by Bookman's. Bookman's is an entertainment exchange here in Arizona where I live and is one of my favorite local businesses to support because they have a truly community-oriented business model. Bookman sells used books, records, movies, musical instruments, and more. And you can be as specific or as general as you want when shopping at Bookman's. You can also trade your own used items in at Bookman's for cash or store credit. And during the time of COVID-19, they have curbside pickup for books ordered ahead of time and for selling and trades. And right now, Bookman's is running a Summer Reads card program. For every nine books a customer buys, they get their 10th book for free, and Bookman's will also donate a free book to a local literacy nonprofit. Customers can ask any cashier for a card. The promotion runs until September 30th, so there's plenty of time to pick up a card and get some free books. All the information can be found at www.bookmans.com. And for those of you listening who are not in Arizona, please consider supporting your local bookstore next time you're shopping. And remember, Bookman's has cool covered. I'm so glad that we got to um, talk a little bit more about your planters and your sort of ideas yeah. for how this might move forward. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited about, about seeing how that, how that happens. And I'm so excited that you're getting all this 
support for this. And, and I mean, I think, you know, basketball symbols that have to do with basketball are like so, I mean, they have this way of kind of like people who aren't fans still like stuff about basketball, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 definitely. And there's, you know, there's definitely a huge basketball culture that goes, you know, beyond, you know, you don't have to play, you don't have to watch every game. Um, it's, it really is like a, it's a lifestyle. And um, for many, it's just, that's their, that's their life. And I think it carries over into, into music and to, you know, sneakers into like fashion into the art, obviously, and everything. And so there's definitely, I'm noticing a lot of people who aren't necessarily big basketball fans um, or plant fans that are like, you know, this is actually really cool. And, and so that's, it's cool to, to be able to find some people that, you know, aren't necessarily the biggest fans, but are, are liking this. And you mentioned the support. Yeah. The support's been, been huge and something I didn't even expect, you know, when I started this, this brand, but um, I'm having a lot of people that reach out and are always trying to, you know, share things on social media and um, just spread the word again. You know, there's, there's been a lot of different planters popping up and things that are very similar. And so um, having people that are just, you know, sharing things word of mouth has always been really huge. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, and I know that like hanging plants is nothing new, of course, but I also just think that doing things like that in your home um, or whatever space you are doing, it can, can activate that space in a different way than having things that are just on a shelf or just on oh, the ground. And it can, it can just fill in space in a really uh, lovely way that um, I don't think, yeah, I just, it's not, it's not as common as, uh, you know, having a potted plant that's just sitting on the floor. So I, I just, I also like the idea. And of course, then also the basketball as something that does fly through the air. That's something that, mm-hmm. you know, it get, is suspended in some ways, depending on, on who's doing what with it. You know, when we think about Michael right. Jordan kind of um, defying gravity for, for many seconds at a time and the ball f- floating with him. Um, yeah. That, that, that the, the hanging plants in the in the basketball also speak to that yeah definitely and it's funny because you know i mentioned when i kind of quadrupled my plant collection over yes you know, maybe i'd love to see that by the way that sounds crazy yeah they're, <laughs> they're a lot, all over the place uh, i have a a garden on the the balcony that's you know definitely a bulk of those are on the balcony um but i did you know when i started getting all these plants it's funny that you mentioned, you know, having something that's not just in a pot on the ground. Um, for the longest time, I was trying to figure out, like, why doesn't this look as good as I thought? <laughs> um, I have so many plants. Like, I need to, you know, maybe organize them a bit differently. And I started, you know, I picked up, I don't know if you've ever read, uh, Hilton Carter has a few books where he talks about plants in different spaces and, you know, plants that pair really well together and, you know, what they can add to a space. And so I just kept, you know, looking through those books and I was like, you know, I think I just need a hanging plant. And so, you know, I have several corners where it's just like super empty compared to everywhere else with plants. So yeah, the, the hanging plant definitely adds in a different way. Yes. And I, and I also think, um, I, I just recently got a couple of houseplants for the first time and it's really hard to right. get like the, um, 
I mean, not the total first time, but these are bigger plants. Like, I've not really had big house plants before. And it's mm-hmm. hard to just go with the boring pot. So the plant might not be that expensive, but then I'm like, I want the pot that, you know, the with the this decorative pattern on it, or I want, you know, whatever it is. And then it's like yeah. the pot is five times as expensive as the plant. And so I think that that's also, I mean, that's also why I'm excited about the basketballs is because... Um, that that adds this other like dimension that sometimes the the pot can kind of like bring down the plant a little bit. Um, if you, if you're someone who likes right. like colors and patterns and texture yeah, and things like that, like the basketballs just add to that. Yeah, definitely, and and that's something that I've I've actually been looking to also because um, I do love having a lot of color around the around my place, and so that is something I'm always looking for is you know really cool pot. And you are not lying; they are very expensive. And, um, you know, you can get the $6 plant and like the $40 yeah. pots. What's yep, going on yep. here? <laughs> yeah, I, I usually try to bargain hunt for those. But, you know, there's a lot of, again, you know, with, as I mentioned, creativity is kind of, you know, flourishing, if anything, during this this whole quarantine. Um, there's a lot of great Etsy artists and, and artists that I always see on Instagram that, that take regular pots that are just like these, you know, typical things you'd get at the right. store for a couple of dollars. and turning those into something like way beyond that and painting them. Um, so there's definitely a lot of cool spins on them. Yes. And I think so much of that, and I, I mean, this is a cool part about Etsy, but just getting to, when you, when you buy things that are done by a particular artist, uh, you can sort of know where your money is going. Um, exactly. and, and that is a little bit, as we talked about before, it's just nice to not just be making or buying, um, for the sake of either of those actions right. but, but to, to actually be contributing um in some way beyond that exactly so, yeah 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 that's something I, I always try and you know as best as I can is uh you know looking at what I whatever it is that I'm trying to purchase like you know who am I supporting when I make this purchase and so I often do look for you know whether that be a small business or somebody just kind of starting something out um that purchase means so much more than if you just you know drive down to the local target or you know home garden store and and buy a pot there it's not you know you're not getting that same impact and um and oftentimes they're not as cool so yeah and how many basketballs are hanging in your apartment (laughs) so i actually only have two hanging up um for the longest time i just felt kind of weird hanging up my own stuff um except for you know the first one i ever did that's on the balcony uh but then, you know, again, I realized, you know, there's this empty corner here and here. And so I did hang one up inside. Um, but, yeah, there's not too many. I will say there are a lot um, boxed up on the ground right now. Um, right. The less exciting space. space being yeah. activated. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is It is cool seeing them, though, and knowing that they're going to go out to somebody. And, and um, I'm always super curious and love seeing, you know, how people – put these into their home and their space and how they fit in and what kind of plants they choose. Um, which is why the Instagram is so cool because, you know, I'm always getting people sending photos in of, uh, the plants they've chosen and where they've chosen to hang it and, um, you know, their own spin on it. I think one person even, um, spray painted one of them. So it's, it's always really cool for me to see how these, you know, evolve and, and fit in different people's homes. Yeah. What plants they decide to use. Yeah. I think there's so many things that's left up to the, the person who's, who's buying it. it's just nice that it's kind yeah. of a little bit of a collaboration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I see some that, 
I'm like, oh, wow, what, what is that plant? And I'm, I, you know, I get ideas from them. Um, definitely draw a lot of ideas from, from all the people. And so, um, yeah, it's just, it's cool to see, you know, different styles and different, you know, creative ideas. And uh, yeah, I love, I love seeing it. Awesome. Well, it's so, it's so exciting. And uh, I will, I'm going to send you a picture of my very old basketball, see what you think, see if, uh, yeah. if maybe, yeah, we can just take it from there. Cause I think it would be such a cool way to get to use it. Cause now it just sits in my closet. Yeah. I love it. I love the idea. I, awesome. I, I've seen again, when people send in photos of some old beat up basketballs, love seeing it as well. Um, especially, you know, the ones with like, no tread on them just like you can hardly tell that it was once a basketball but like we were talking about you know that it has that history to it and it meant something for that person yeah absolutely they're very magical um so i'm glad we agree on that and (laughs) yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast of course i appreciate you uh, inviting me on here yeah definitely i'm excited and and yeah just looking forward to sharing your work well, we will be in touch, and um, thank you again for coming on. And yeah, go go Blazers! Uh, yeah, we'll, question we'll mark exclamation it's, it's point. Looking, it's looking like it's going to be a good game. So good. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go catch. Uh, it, it's, it's on TNT. It is. I think I've got it on a local channel. I think oh, it's NBC. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think I've got it on NBC Northwest or something like that. I'll see what I can find. Right, because that's technically like you're in the region for local TV. Yep. Right. Okay. Yep. Cool. Well, I wish you luck, and I w- I hope a Thank basketball you. professional basketball team comes back to Seattle. I I wish that for you as well. I sure hope. So. <laughs> that's thank you. It, means a lot. it makes sense. Yes, of course. No, uh, Seattle deserves it, no question. Um, also, I mean, the storm are great, which which makes up, I think, for, yeah. for not having and they've the, been doing the leaving. Yes, absolutely, and they've and also choking. such great things like Sue Bird starting that i mean she's just been doing so much good activism related stuff in the WNBA the past couple weeks i think she she it was her idea to, for the atlanta dream to wear those uh vote warnock t-shirts um, yeah those are awesome yeah so i just i feel like um what you lack in nba you more than make up for in WNBA, which is great absolutely yeah and a shout out to uh brianna stewart she actually um, I was speaking with her, and she is going to get a WNBA planter pretty soon. Oh, my soon, gosh. So. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah shout Super out to your, cool. your new number one customer. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Exactly. Great. Well, now I extra want one if Brianna Stewart has one. <laughs> right. So. That's, that's what I'm hoping everyone else thinks. Yeah, I think that that, it's, that, that is definitely good. Uh, good promo. Yes, exactly. Sure. Cool. Well, take care, and we will you talk too. soon. Okay. All right. Thanks, Dwayne. Bye. Bye.